This is Profit Unfiltered with Mark Botha and Ryan Shields. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to this week's podcast episode. What we want to chat about today is one of the habits we have in our business that we can either correct, change, or doing a well, you know, build upon. What are the differences? What are the habits of highly successful Amazon sellers, marketplace sellers? You know, people don't just start their futures. They decide their habits and then their habits to start their futures. That kind of just triggered my memory, in fact, of when you first introduced me to your Amazon business many years ago, I was floored at how efficient you were, even though, you know, you were growing at a, at a tremendous pace, but you were, you had basically built daily and weekly habits or a rhythm of the things that you kept an eye on and focused on. You didn't focus on the wrong stuff. You focused on the right stuff, namely profit, and you were passionately pursuing profit in the form of every single skew, every single product needed needs to perform for you to be successful. So that got me thinking for this session today is sell of you the software that we use was really born out of automating a lot of Mark's habits. And to me, that that is really important because Mark still has those habits. He hasn't just let the tool do its job. He's still involved. He's still influencing, but he's making smart choices and he's being really, really even smarter with his time because Mark, if you remember when we first started working on the software, it was taking you multiple, multiple, multiple days a month to you know work through the numbers. And that was just with, I don't know how many excuses it was, in it was back then, but that was taking me a good week just to like slice and dice the information I was getting and putting into spreadsheets and just organizing the way I needed to be organized. I mean, at this current current point, I mean, it would take me a whole month. Now I can get any data daily whenever I want. Yeah, I think this is really part of the the 80-20 rule is, and your 80-20 rule is not kind of equal throughout the life cycle of your business. So 80% of your time was spent on 20% of your business, namely the data. And a lot of people ignore the data and they're spending yeah. 80% of their time on everything else and selecting products and fancy ads, copy and everything. But they, they don't look at the data as early enough. And early enough, yeah. So, and then so you basically put in the hard yards and you put in the upfront effort so that now you can spend 20% of your time on the data and 80% of your business is impacted in a positive way. And you've also freed up yourself with time, which was really uh, the other habit was, and, and it's not just a habit, but something that you factor into how you build your business and scale your business and stay human, stay sane is elite time management uh, and being passionate about not wasting time, not wasting time, meaning that you're always busy and you're always working. It's, making sure that you have the time in your life to do the things that you want and make your business work for you instead of you constantly working for your business. Efficient with your exactly. time. So, I mean, habit one would be, you know, understanding what's monopolizing your time, right? So getting, becoming a lot more efficient. Exactly. You know, we've said this in so many sessions where automation is a really, really kind of nice idea, but be careful what you automate. Sometimes there's no better recipe for success than really mastering the 
a process by doing it manually and understanding it and refining it, which is what you did with your business. And once you'd basically worked out what was you working with you in a very kind of binary way, in a very manual way, we were able to take that that refined set of use cases, those refined processes that you've already built your business on and automate those. If we had automated what you did in the very beginning, you either would have failed a lot quicker, which is not a bad thing sometimes, or you would have never achieved the growth that you would have had to this day because you automate the wrong things or that process, you're just more inefficient faster. You know, habit number two is making informed decisions from data, right? Having the data at your fingertips so you can go and look and make a decision, a human decision. It can't be an automated decision. Habit one, understand the 80-20 rule. Number two, we got informed decisions from, from data, making good decisions from data. You know, the other one is knowing your financials, right? Knowing your supply chain, you know, knowing your costs from the factory all the way to the to the warehouse floor, like tracking that whole supply, making sure you understand your cost, you understand which pieces are going up, which shipping methods the best, how you're going to decrease cost. I mean, if you're shipping it one way, can you ship it another way for half the price? What are the best ways to maximize your profit? Because at the end of the day, you're in it to give a service, but you need to be profitable in order to stay in business. So one of the biggest pieces of the pie are costs. You know, if, if something is over 20%, that's a big chunk of the power. So making sure that is dialed in is, I would say, is a huge factor when you're looking at your habits, making sure that you know your costs in and out. And they are always, always accurate. It's discipline as well. And that's part of your time management. And not just discipline in terms of being really military about everything that you do, but it's discipline in terms of staying curious about your business and always asking yourself, could I get more out of this product or this range or this ad? And data is going to tell you that. So it, it's not that it's never good enough, but you, you should know when a product is at its all-time high in terms of all of its performance metrics and when it's kind of wavering at all. And if and is that a trend? You know, what are the reasons? Is that product not performing to the way it should be? So stay thirsty for the profits that are yours if you are smart about how to obtain them. I mean, I feel like I have to stay thirsty, my friends. I don't want to steal that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, understanding your product's life cycle. You know, products don't last forever. I mean, look at even like Under Armour or Nike, you know, trends, they come and they go, you know, thinking that the product's going to be around forever. It's hopeful at best, right? So, that's where making informed decisions. You know, if you're seeing that, um, and this probably comes to another one of the, the habits, is replenishing your inventory process, right? By having informed choices, by looking at habits, say, number two, or making decisions from data, you're going to know, say, for you know, habit number four, your inventory process, like, hey, wait a minute, this product is downcycling. I'm not going to order 10,000 units I did before. I might only need to order 5,000 this round so that I'll get myself to the next ordering cycle. But you're not going to just randomly order 10,000 units if it's downcycling. You want to make sure that you're ordering the right quantity. So that just really brings in like another one of the process is knowing the moving parts of your business and making sure that they all are dialed in and they're all clean cogs in the wheel. 
Exactly. Much how when you as a seller, as a merchant, your product has a life cycle from your warehouse or your Amazon performance center to your customer. Think of all those steps that occur. You know, if you're running a Shopify uh, store, your own store, Amazon, you're pretty fixed with your costs. So like you're going to have payment processing fees. With Amazon, you're going to have your storage fees or transaction fees, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, that's why what, what we do is we make sure that the fees that you're paying are fair and accurate. But you need to have the same lens with the pre-life of your product in terms of when it makes it to your warehouse from, from your supplier. And the same life cycle occurs as it leaves the supplier's warehouse and makes its way to you. And while we are the clients receiving those goods, our experience is really about convenience in terms of being able to get the right product trust our suppliers and make sure that the shipping and the insurance and it, it lands safely. But what that also introduces is you want to make that as, as efficient as possible. And, and you do that by understanding all the moving parts. And part of the efficiency focus is you negotiate all the time and you don't get just stuck in this, this ongoing rhythm of just ordering the same stuff at the same quantities every single month because it's easy. Mm-hmm. If you need to increase your quantities, negotiate lower shipping. So don't. there's no such thing as set it and forget it. There's such thing as set it, get the data, and then act on the data. Yeah. I mean, there's habits, right? So if you're talking about like the habits of successful business people, you know, in, the, in this case, we're talking about the habits of successful marketplace sellers. Like each habit has a sub habit, you know, so like, you know, making yeah. sure that your inventory process is dialed in underneath that, that particular habit is making sure your supply chain is correct. You know, under that is another sub habit, which is making sure your supplier relationships are good, making sure that like you don't have to order 10,000 units. You have a good enough relationship with them. We're like, hey, guys, this time I already need 5,000 units. You know, they're not, they're not going to like ding you. They're not going to increase your costs randomly you know you're gonna yeah. make sure that like you're negotiating properly and all this kind of fits into the habits that you come up with and it's not that you just dreamed up these habits or you read them in a book so to speak you did what makes sense and you cut through all the noise of all the vanity metrics and you know all that nice fluffy stuff of marketing because all of that only makes sense if you're making profit I think it's just important to understand yourself and what makes sense to you and making sure that you stick to it and you don't get sidetracked by like a shiny object. Yeah, I know. Or part of that is don't be so big-headed in your habits if they're not working. And so don't be afraid to change. And part of that is, you know, learning from your mistakes. I think by you spending so much time on your data you not only minimized your mistakes, but you were able to learn from the mistakes because data doesn't lie. Yeah. So you knew if what you were working on was working or not. I look at Amazon like as an investment, right? Like I'm going to put X money, money in and I'm going to get X money out. So as you, as you get better, we'll say just Amazon and stuff you're selling on Amazon. So if one product is making like, I don't know, 50% return, which is okay. And the other products are making 100. And then the other products are making 125%. And there's another product making 
And then now yeah. I'm making 200%. Like, I'm going to look at the 200% and be like, oh, I need to put some more money into that. Yeah, the one that's making 50%, I might just go, okay, I'm going to discontinue this product and then I'm going to take that money and I'm going to invest it into another product. So eventually, my product stack's all at 200% versus, yeah. you know, 50, 75, I'm always going to take, the, say, like the lower end investment and go like, I'm going to make a decision, a human decision and go, okay, this product, say, is making $1,000 a month. So more, there's a little more customer service than I like. There's a problem here. Is a thousand dollars worth it? Can I take that and and put it into another product that doesn't have as much customer service, doesn't have as many refunds? What can I do to kind of maximize my investment in this particular SKU? And that and that's kind of what we've done over the years is just reallocating the cost into a different product to making sure and to get the better return on that that product. Exactly, and removing the emotion out of those decisions. It may be your favorite product and maybe your first winner, but if it's dragging you down, it's got to go. You have to be fairly ruthless that way. I mean, of course, unless you have your own private label and a very niche specific product that is your only kind of breadwinner product, your only winner. If that starts diving or tanking in any way, you know, you certainly need to look, look at alternative you know, product ranges or look at why that is happening. Habit number five is diversification. You know, don't put all your eggs exactly. in the basket. You know, a good habit of a seller is sure there's going to be some home runs, right? You're going to be like, man, this is this is it. I only need one product, and you know what happens if that product tanks, or you need a certification, or there's a requirement. All of a sudden, the EPA says something. Who knows? Or a pirate comes in and steals your product idea and suddenly, you know, you've got the best product out there, but someone's selling a, a copy for half price. Yeah. Um, did you hear about the uh, bicycle company that claimed to, there was only like a $500 kind of competitor to Peloton and they claimed in the big press releases and marketing and all that sort of stuff that they were kind of Amazon preferred. Amazon basically took down their entire page, their entire business. Um, and they had and basically said we have no idea about who this company is. Um, and they could have been very disruptive to the Peloton customer base, but they took their chances and they've lost their listing. You know, and that's probably their own product. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they're gonna have to show up on like, you know, Craigslist now or something. Yeah. So diversify. Yeah, making sure that like you're expanding your your product lines, maybe you're expanding your brands. There's going to be shining stars, but make sure you have a few stars. A cosmos of profit. The Milky Way, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, habit number five, diversify. Recap, understanding the 80-20. We got number two, making informed decisions with data. Number three, financial management. And that was a big, big habit because there's a lot that goes into financial management, right? We've got, we got, um, we got costs making sure our costs are dialed in. And that's one of the biggest things that we look at with our clients inside, say, Stella View. Uh, take, example, Amazon um, Marketplace is where the biggest costs are. The biggest costs are obviously the fees, the ad spend, and your, and your product costs. You know, then there are obviously external business costs, but inside the actual channel, those are the big three. So if those percentages are out of filter, you know, they're not really making sense, then you're obviously your, your margins go down. 
So that's why it's very important to have, to have the habit of financial management because at the end of the day, that's your bottom line and that's what's keeping your business either growing or plummeting. Or stagnating. Yeah, stagnating, not really performing like the way you're performing. You're not maximizing your growth, so you can't take more profit and capitalize it to more. And that's really how you grow is the capitalization. You know? So um, number four habit is the inventory process. Make sure you good um, terms with your suppliers. You're negotiating good terms. Your inventory process is dialed in. You're making sure you're ordering the right quantity and not just a random number because of an, a minimum order quantity. You want to make sure that that is dialed in properly. Habit number five is diversifying your products. Well, you just want to have a strong profile. You know, you're going to have some products that are performing better than others. You cannot compare all products as, as kind of like for like or uh, apples to apples. You need to give products time because, you know, we've had other sessions where a customer misread data and was about to cut a product. And with some, you know, renegotiating and, and some fixing some inefficiencies in logistics, oh, we had a winner again. That's true. And I think, I think the last uh, habit is really knowing when to delegate. You're growing, you're expanding. What are the things that you can get off your, off your desk, moved on to an independent contractor or is it time to hire an employee? What are the things that you can do to delegate to grow? Getting a good support team in place so that you, you're ready to grow and you know, outperform the competition. Just be smarter than your competition. That's really what it's all about. And we've got a Black Friday, Cyber Monday coming up, so that's crazy season coming. Yeah, so get these habits in, guys. Um, and we will we'll see you next time. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, everyone. All right. Cheers, everyone. Hey, it's Mark from Profit Unfiltered, and i got some news for e-commerce sellers that I'm really excited to share with you. For the past several months, Ryan and I have been working on developing a custom-built cross-tracking and reporting app. We're calling it Cellulite. The light is because we're actually developing an entire product suite that will have different levels depending on where you are in your selling journey. But anyway, what Cellulite can do is give you accurate unit prices and cost of goods sold, plus invoice tracking and a few integrations that will make your day-to-day life a whole lot easier. So ditch this tedious, time-sucking spreadsheet and finally give your business an accurate picture of your product cost and where that money is going. So to get on the waitlist, all you've got to do is go to www.sellerview.com backslash waitlist and be one of the first sellers to get access to Selly. We'll also be posting that in the show notes below, so check that out. So get on the list, be the first to know when it's released. Cheers.